morning. I'd like to welcome everyone to services again this morning. We do have visitors with us. And just as a reminder, as Glenn has already stated, I am not the preacher. I'm just merely filling in. We There are several of us here that from time to time take up the slack somewhat in Josh's absence. We uh, try to do the best we can in uh, kind of looking for something to talk about today. For a while, I had thought my topic would be, I was really going to go for responsibility and accountability, but I found a just a phrase in a little article I was reading that said it was created to live. Well, that's not my own title, what Cody put on the sign. That's not my, I'm not that creative, so, but uh, it just struck with me, you know, that sometimes that's something I don't think about enough. It just, you know, I found that little line and it kind of stuck with me that, uh, you know, oftentimes we don't really think about why too much. Um, you know, we're not, I don't know, I'm not, and I, I don't feel like most of you are, or feel like you're, uh, the word existential, existentialist, to think about sitting around wondering about the answers of life and pondering the universe and things like that. It's not something we frequently do, but... Sometimes we need to think about it a little more. There's things that we know. You know, we know that there's a creator. The Bible lays that out for us, but just nature and life itself kind of dictate that there is. There's order. There's beauty. You know, there's so many things in this world that just tell us that there has to be a creator to all this. Then sometimes we have to look at ourselves and say, well, why me? Why am I here? You know, what's, why was I created? You know, too many times I think we don't bother to ask the question. We just exist. And we don't push ourselves to any answers. But we, we do have to ask ourselves, are we to exist or are we to live? That takes me back somewhat to my original topic of responsibility that I was going to use. We do have a purpose. We are responsible to act on that purpose. I'd like to read a few verses. First one's Ephesians 2.10. It's Ephesians 2.10. It states that, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, that tells us right there we're created in Christ for good works. I'd like to go on to read a few verses from 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 1, verse 9. So that's 2 Timothy 1 and 9. And going partway through the verse there, it says, We are called, it called us to a holy calling, not because of our works but because of His own purpose and grace which He gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Now, we're created in Christ. But His plan and His purpose was before anything began. You know, we're created for good works. But it says it's not, we're not created for our own works. We're created for God's works. For His purpose. So we do have a duty. We do have a purpose. We have a responsibility in this life. 
course, that kind of hits me back even more to where my original thoughts for the lesson today would have been, and it's that purpose and responsibility are a big problem in our current society. We're lacking, we're often lacking in those things deeply. And I know right now, the younger generations are getting blamed for that to a great degree, and they're often living up to it. But there's many older ones that have fallen right in line with it too. You know, we, we, and it's hard to deal with these things in our day-to-day life if we're trying to be responsible and, and be purposeful and those around us are not. There are so many that are content to be just in existence somewhat today. You know, you can cruise through life pretty easy doing just as little as possible. And there's a lot of people that seem to enjoy that path. A lot of people that will let others do everything for them. You know, take no role in leadership, show no initiative, won't, you know, and don't use the abilities that they have been given. Sometimes, seem, it's seemingly that there's, you know, some are provide no value to society even. This is some of the stuff I, I deal with at work every day, so I kind of, you know, it, it presses on me a bit. But then I have to look back. Problems like this have been around always. Ecclesiastes 1, 9 and 10. It's Ecclesiastes 1, verses 9 and 10. It states that what what has been will be, and what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which is said, see this is new? It has already been in the ages before us. You know, everything, just because this is maybe a thing we're facing a little more of now, doesn't mean it hasn't been there before. There's been times and places for everything. So we can't feel like we're the only ones, so to speak. But the Bible tells us plenty about how we are to live. There's plenty of examples and truth give us, give us purpose and a path. Ecclesiastes 3.12 says to be joyful and to do good as long as we live. Romans 1.17 says the righteous shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5.15 2 Corinthians 5.15 It says he died for all that those who might live that those who might no longer live for themselves but live for him for whom their sake he would for their sake, he died and was raised. You know, these indicate what we're here to do, what we've been created for. We're here to live joyfully for God, to be diligent, working, productive. But on the flip side of that, the Bible's got some verses about the lack of diligence and responsibility too. You know, Ecclesiastes ten eighteen says through. Through sloth, the roof sinks in, and through indolence, the house leaks. And I'd like to read a few verses from 2 Thessalonians 3. 2 Thessalonians 3, verses 6 through 9. It says, Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition you receive from us. For you yourselves know that you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you. Nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor we worked night and day that we might be that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have that right, but to give you an example to imitate. You know, if those verses tell us that if we're not working responsible, diligent people, trouble will come. Going back to Ecclesiastes, there, you know, basically says our house will fall in, so to speak, if we're not tending to it. My second point this morning is that However, some, we know that we are to be working for God. There are times in life which we don't know our purpose. or We don't understand fully what we should be doing. Fully how to live. That doesn't mean we don't need to be praying for those things. Studying, striving to find that purpose. You know, Just because we don't see something right in front of us doesn't mean it's not ahead of us. You know, the Bible provides us a lot of examples this sort of thing. The one I'd like to look at the most this morning is Joseph. Look at what happened to him. He was hated by his brothers, so they plotted to kill him. In the end, they sold him off into slavery instead of killing him. I'm sure he felt like his world was falling apart. But he didn't. You know, how, how many of us could say we could have went and been a good slave? You know, how, how, how would that made you feel that, you know, you were sold off into slavery by your brothers and then now you had to be good at it? But no matter his situation, he was responsible and he was accountable to God. He made the most of it. He trusted God. He did his duties. And he stayed faithful until his time had come. Genesis 45, verses 7 and 8. It's Genesis 45, 7 and 8. And this is Joseph speaking here. And he says, And God sent me before you to preserve you, preserve for you a remnant on earth, and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He's made me a father to Pharaoh, and the Lord of all his house, and the ruler over all the land of Egypt. You know, it took a while, but God's purpose for him was revealed. But he was ready to answer. You know, he ended up reunited with his family, saving them, and, you know, being a, a savior to the whole nation of Israel, basically. You know, now, it's not likely that we're destined for something that big. But we have to use and do with what we can. We can have a purpose for God. You know, just you look back at the parable of talents. You know, there are some that have many abilities. And they are they do great with them. And they should, and they should use them. There are some that are the one talent man. Just because we're the one talent man doesn't mean that we shouldn't give up on that talent or ability. We shouldn't use it. We're created to God's purpose. Let's 
make use of ourselves. You know, we may not be good at certain things, but there's always plenty of need of doing. You know, just like what I'm doing right now. Josh puts up a list, January usually of every year, of when he's going to be gone. And it gets filled in by those of us who can take part. You know, I'm not bragging on myself, but I have the ability to, I can stand and talk to all of you without it bothering me very much. But uh, but I'm horrible if I have to communicate with you one-on-one oftentimes. There's, my family will tell you that. You know, I, there, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. This lesson is leading, is for me as much as anyone. Because I continually need to remind myself of why I'm here. I'm not here for me. You know, that I need to look to God, not to Brian. Because that's easy to do. You know, I need to look to Him to how to live, not rely on my own self. And sometimes putting together like lessons like this helps because it, it does give a good reminder to yourself. My last point this morning is that we have the responsibility to be ready. I'd like to read a few verses. They'll both, both be from Second Timothy. So Second Timothy four two, Second Timothy four two, it states, "Preach the word. Be ready in season, and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort, with complete patience and teaching." I'd like to go on to Second Timothy two twenty one. Second Timothy two twenty one. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for good every good work. It's our duty to be ready. We're created to be ready. If we're not ready, we have an enemy that's ready to steal our purpose. Not just our purpose, God's purpose. Ephesians 4.27 says, Give no opportunity to the devil. We have an adversary that wants to take our life, literally. We don't give him much consideration oftentimes. 1 Peter 5 and 8, 1 Peter 5.8, this is a verse that all of us know well, says to be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He wants our purpose to be for Him. He wants us to live for Him and expand His kingdom. His message is pretty tempting most most of the time. He knows what buttons to push with us. We all know too that His path is pretty easy if we want to follow it. Matthew 7 Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14 tells us to enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it, enter by it, are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. There's a lot of easy paths out there for us today. 
Many of them look really good. And the devil's tr- constantly trying to lure us in. Now, he knows that we have weaknesses and tries to use them against us. Don't discount the efforts that he uses, that he is after us. He's not working for those people who he doesn't have already. He's after God's people. So we have to be ready for those times when temptation comes, when he comes around. You know, there's going to be those we encounter in our day-to-day lives who, they're not the devil's people per se, but they're not God's people and they're, they're happy to, they would be more happy if we weren't too. Philippians 3 verse 2, Philippians 3 verse 2 says, Look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. We have to stay ready to live under God's purpose, to avoid death. Not death in this life, death in life to come. Matthew twenty four forty four says that you must all you must therefore you must you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. We have to be ready to and watchful in order to live for Christ and His purpose. In conclusion, we have to keep true to the fact that God created us for His purpose. We are created to live in Him. You know, we have to spend our time here doing what we're supposed to do. We have to persevere, keep on trying, always do our best, keeping in mind that our best is not perfection, nor will it ever be. We don't have to be perfect. We do have to use self-control. We have to think before we act. Be responsible for what we're able. Be accountable for our choices. Be ready and willing. The last verse I'd like to read this morning, or the last verses, is Colossians 1, verses 16 and 17. That's Colossians 1, verses 16 and 17. For by Him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. We are created to live, not merely to exist, but we're created to live in Christ. The last line of that verse says it all. Only in him can we be held together. This little phrase is just something that I thought was interesting, I thought was good for me to to look at, I thought would be something good to present a lesson on. Each time we come together, we we like to offer the opportunity of anyone who has never given themselves to Him, who has not been living yet, never been part of Christ's kingdom, to do that, or anyone that may have 
fallen away back into the world and let the let our adversary take hold of us to repent of that and, and to be right with God. If there's any that have need, please come forward as we stand and sing.